Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. Last year, I sent out a message saying that if you had any questions, you could write in the comments section a little hashtag AskFRMIKE, AskFatherMike, hashtag AskFatherMike. And so we got a bunch of questions, so I'm going to try to rip through a couple of those right now. So let's launch into them. The first question is from Skizzy S, or Skeezy S. I'm thinking it's Skizzy S, not, not Skeezy. Because the question is this, if Lucifer is the light bearer since he's fallen, who is the new light bearer? That is a fantastic question, Skizzy S. Um, number one, scripture doesn't specifically say if there is a replacement for Lucifer. Number two, light bearer wasn't necessarily Lucifer's job. Like he, like someone needs to bear the light. That probably wasn't his job. It was most his name that meant to refer to or reveal that he was um, the closest angel, closest created spiritual being to the Lord. And that's an interesting thing, that, that point about, so here's, here's Lucifer, his, his role, or he was the highest of God's created spiritual beings. Now, that's important for a couple reasons. One is because um, sometimes we think that it's like Lucifer versus Jesus, and they're going head-to-head, mano-a-mano kind of a thing. That's, that, that's not necessarily the case. Because why? Because Jesus is the uncreated, um, only begotten, eternal God himself. Lucifer even though he's the highest of God's created spiritual beings, he's still a created being. So it's not Jesus versus Lucifer as if they're equals or opposites or enemies. So you say, well, then who is Lucifer's opposite? That's a good question. Well, thank you, Father Mike. Well, Skeezy, you brought it up, so here's the thing. If Lucifer is the highest of God's created spiritual beings and he fell through disobedience and pride, let's follow the story. As the Bible unfolds the story, what we see is who is God's highest created spiritual and material beings? Well, Mary. She's the highest of God's created material and spiritual beings. And what happens? Lucifer fell because of what? Because of pride and because of disobedience. Mary is exalted, assumed into heaven because of what? Because of humility and obedience. So if there's any kind of like opposite to Lucifer now, it's not Jesus, because Jesus is God. He is the, the God, right? Lucifer, the highest of God's created spiritual beings who fell through pride and disobedience, is in a certain sense replaced, maybe in a certain sense, by Mary, who's God's highest created spiritual material being, who is exalted by God himself because of her humility and obedience. Great question, though. Next question is this. I love this. From Little Flower 93. Now I say Little Flower because it's L-E-E-T-L-E. Little Flower 93 who asks the question, does it bother the Father and the Spirit when we center our personal prayers mostly on Jesus, the Son? Great question. Short answer, nope. Not, not at all. Why? Well, because one is because God is one. Two, because God is love. God being one is honored. Whenever we honor the Son, we honor the Father and the Spirit. Whenever we glorify and worship the Spirit, we honor the Father and the Son. Since God is one, when one is glorified, they're all glorified. In fact, there's a Catholic spiritual principle, theological principle, that says that when one person of the Trinity is present, the entire Trinity is present. So, God is one. Number two, two, God is love. Which means this, there is no animosity, there's no envy, there's no jealousy, there's no sadness between the persons of the Trinity, between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when one member is glorified, they're all glorified. Not only that, they all rejoice in the fact that the one person is glorified? Because, why? Because God is a communion of persons. He is um, 
a mystery of love inside of himself. Now, here's an interesting thing. Sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that God is like us, which means this, that God wants the attention, that when we pray to God, he experiences joy because he's like, well, thanks guys for paying attention to me. It's so nice of you. That's not, that's not what's happening. And so, the, so here's, you know, the son gets glorified and honored and praised. And the father's like, oh man, seriously? Maybe the spirit's like, I seriously, I can't do the spirit's voice. I don't know what the father's, son's, father's voice would be either. Sometimes we think that when the son is paid attention to, that the father can be like, well, that's okay. I'll be fine. No, not at all. Because why? Because God doesn't increase when we pay attention to him. God actually doesn't want us to pray or worship him so that he can get attention. God wants us to worship him and to pray to him because, he, because of us, because he wants to draw us into a relationship with him. So if, we're in, if we are in relationship with the Father, then we're in relationship with the Trinity. If we're in relationship with the Son or the Spirit, then we're in relationship with the whole God. Not for his sake, in the sense of, like this kind of like, guys, tell me I'm good, tell me I'm loved, tell me I'm okay. Not, not, God's not desperate. He's not desperate for our love in, this, in the same sense that you and I sometimes get desperate for love. That's a fantastic question, Little Flower 93. The last question for today, Gideon 625, and it's this question. It says, um, Father Mike, I have a hard time not working on Sundays. How, do you, how would you guide someone out of this to make time to rest? Fantastic question, Gideon 625. Here's what I'd say. God has made us to work. It's one of the great ways we participate in, in God's nature is we work just like God worked. But we're also called to leisure because of this huge fact, we are not slaves. In the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, when God sets his people free from slavery, while they were slaves, how many days off a week did they get? They got zero days off a week. When he sets them free, he gives them the commandment, okay, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Which means, one, worship God, so Gideon 625 and everyone who's watching this, that means Sunday Mass absolutely necessary. We need to worship God on Sunday. For Christians, it's the day of the resurrection. It's a day where we, we have to go to Mass. It's, it's irreplaceable. But number two is we need to rest. Meaning, doesn't mean you have to like sit on the couch and eat potato chips and watch football. It, means, it doesn't mean you can't mow your lawn. It doesn't mean you can't like fix something. It means just rest from servile labor in the sense of this. Rest from being a slave to your work. Like take some time away from what you always have to do every other day and be a free human being. Like be a free person. God set these lights free and said you have to now live like free people. And I'm giving you a commandment because you're going to be tempted to live like slaves and to work seven days a week. But live like me, who on the seventh day God rested. Here's the last little quick thing. I, was talk, I once talked to a priest. He worked on a campus as the rector of a seminary, the director of a seminary, a college seminary. And these guys, like most college students, would rest on Saturday and then put off their work until Sunday because a lot of projects are due, a lot of papers are due on Monday. So they were asking, Father, what do we do? Like, how do we enter into the Sabbath rest? And he invited them to do this. He said if it was hard, too hard for them to take the entire Sunday and rest, he invited them. He said, start your Sabbath rest, start your Lord's Day at 4 p.m. on Saturday night. So late Saturday afternoon, like when we get to have, um, you know, vigil mass that time, 4 o'clock, enter into rest. Like put your work to the side and enter into the Lord's Day. That could be through play, it could be through rest, through, through family time, through friend time, through just kind of just being a free human being. Through the night, 
The next morning, get up, go to Mass, obviously, in the worship part. And then he said, and then rest that morning until like 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. If you have to do work after that, then go ahead and do that work. But you, what you did was you were intentional about taking some time and setting it aside. I'm going to keep this kind of this recreation this time, this free time. Live like a free human being, like someone who's been set free by Jesus Christ through Mass and some ter somewhere into the um, early afternoon. Hopefully that will help you enter into Sunday rest a little bit better. If you have more questions, these are just three that we just picked really quick. Um, if you have more questions in the comment section, please just write hashtag AskFRMIKE, Ask Father Mike. From all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless. Thank you.